what's there? Your inheritance. Money? No. Something not even money can buy. The knives of Kwan Su. Knives? Oh yeah, seriously. That's something money can't buy. Knives. Once I went to a company store and said, here's $100,000, can I buy a knife? They said, no, money can't buy knives. Gee, I guess that's why you hardly ever see any of them around. On the third day of the expedition, they came across a giant rubber plant. Unfortunately, they could not cut it down, for as we know, money can't buy knives. Walking around the plant, it continued on the shores of Patusan. Is there no way we can shut this chattering monkey up? You know, I'd cut him, but I don't have a knife. Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter, and today is a, is a special episode. I have a special guest, Pialani. How are you doing, Pialani? I'm doing great. Aloha, everybody. It's like P-squared podcast today. Oh, you're right. Uh, very, very uh, observant. <laughs> um, for those that aren't familiar with you and your work, can you tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, sure. Um, I suppose I've called myself a podcaster for hire because I don't have a home officially. I'm, I actually met – this is our Six Degrees of Separation story, which kind of tells my podcasting origin story. Hmm. I was a guest host um, as part of the Bald Move Orange is the New Cast podcast, and um, our mutual friend Nina was also one of the guest hosts. In addition to that, I was actually, I think I got a, a message on Twitter, or I don't know where it was, but Carly, your boss, <laughs> sent me a note because she listened to that podcast. And so I started to listen to That Pop is Life, which is on uh, Core Temp Arts, and um we're now all sort of connected, one big podcasting family. Yeah, absolutely. We're all fans of each other and support one another. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And later on this evening, I'm going to be recording with the Sci-Fi Movie Guys, who are part of Podcastica. And Podcastica is run by Jason, who has the Walking Dead cast, which is the very first podcast I ever did. I did an interview with Angela Kang and Jason. And Angela Kang is a producer. Actually, she's now an executive producer and writer on The Walking Dead. Is uh, Jason, is that the one that uh, hosts with Karen? Yes, yes, oh, yes. Those are my I, good friends. I think I, uh, that's who I started listening to first when I got into like TV uh, podcast listening. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I think that's where I first started. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to let them know. I'm going to post something on their Podcastica page about this uh, episode here and oh, cool. uh, let them know that, that again, these circles continue to be interconnected. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's a smaller community than we actually think. You know? Yeah, well, all the cool podcasts are connected anyhow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you very much for joining uh, me today. We are going to review the 1993 uh, martial arts comedy, I guess you can call it, Surf Ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say martial arts light and uh, comedy lighter. Right, I like that, I like that. <laughs> it it kind of is. Um, do you remember the last time you saw this movie? Okay, let me just tell you. Okay. I'm a little bit older than you. Just a little. Yeah. So when this movie was released, I was probably a senior in college, and um, there are a lot of reasons why I wouldn't watch this movie, so I never saw it back then. But the first thing was, I just didn't like those 90s sort of slapstick comedies. Right. 
so I didn't watch it. However, I will say there's I have a connection to Ernie Reyes Jr., who's a star of this movie. Um, again, six degrees of separation, right? Mm-hmm. So my cousin, who's my age, was a junior black belt in Taekwondo. I don't know. I guess this was probably early 80s. And Ernie Reyes was also in the same area. So we used to see him at tournaments all the time. And so we got to be friends sort of just, you know, in passing. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Because he's one of my people. He happens to be Filipino as well. And then all of a sudden he started doing movies and it was this huge thing. Just how, It was really exciting for us to see any sort of Asian American actor getting any um, exposure. Yeah. But he and his dad, Ernie Ray Sr., who's also in this film, uh, were just kind of nice people and, you know, just – were very friendly, even though my cousin and Ernie were always going head to head in the tournaments. So, yeah, that's 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 cool that you knew him uh, back back in the eighties. You said is when you first yes. started meeting him. Yes. Yeah, because um, Phoenix and I we reviewed uh, the Last Dragon, which was his first movie. Yeah, awesome. So, how yeah. old was he in that one? He must have been a teenager. Gosh, I, I don't remember. I, I feel like we did mention that um, in the movie. He is forty three right now, I believe. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So thirty years ago. Puts him at thirteen. Really? I, I feel like he was younger than that. <laughs> no, he probably. That's probably right about the time. I think the last tournament I saw him in was in Vegas. They always do big tournaments in Vegas, and um, he was probably yeah twelve or thirteen. And they may have just started talking about doing a movie. So that sounds about right for the timeline. Wow, very interesting. Crazy, right? Yeah. Small, small, small world. I mean, even one of the stunt players in this film was my sensei's sensei. Oh wow! Yes, yeah, so yeah. I went through the IMDb list. I always do it for martial arts movies. I don't know if anyone on the on the podcast listeners do you guys know that I do martial arts? It's one of the reasons why I think you asked me to do this, Peter. Yeah, yeah, um, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was either this and um, I was actually going to see if you wanted to do another movie, but you, you uh, this is the same conversation you said. Hey, I just watched this uh, <laughs> last night or something. I'm like, okay, well, I can't ask now, but I was going to ask if you'd be interested in doing Gung Ho. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. Let's let's get through this one cuz I don't know after, <laughs> after I review this one with you, you may not want me to come back and talk about. Oh, I, I don't know. I think I think we'll have fun with this one. Yeah. Uh, can I add one more Ernie Reyes note? I'm sorry. Sure. No, go uh, ahead. Did you do any research on him before you started this podcast today? Well, I know that he recently had the the kidney transplant. Yeah. So, that's I think you and I talked about this probably like in August or something. So when I looked up, there's a whole Facebook page raising money as a um, GoFundMe page. Yeah, his, his sister started plan. it. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like as of October, he's okay because he's back on Twitter and social media saying that he's got really good long-term survival options. So that's yeah. that's good to hear. I actually spoke with him a little bit on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. during that time. I, I actually asked him if uh, he thinks that his sister would be interested maybe in uh, uh, being interviewed by me so I can kind of help spread that a little bit, and oh. he never got me back. Oh. But, um, but he was kind of responding, you know, and um, so, yeah, so that was really cool that, that he actually did that. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be okay. Maybe you should just uh, tweet him the link to this podcast when you're done. Well, I'll, I'll definitely mention him. Um yeah, to go back to what you were saying about, uh, you know, the Asian Americans not really having a big role, especially like in the 90s, like growing up, all I knew was Ernie Reyes Jr. and uh, J- Jr.'s Jr. and his, <laughs> uh, right, and uh, his handful of movies and um, Dante Basco, you know, from oh my Ru- gosh. Uh, as Rufio. Th- those were the only two I really knew. So, you know, those are the, the guys I grew up with. Now, Dante, you you've never seen him yet right because i know you guys were at that one uh what, what was it 
the San Diego Comic-Con? We were both at Comic-Con at the same time. Um, Actually, Dante's done a few movies. So you saw uh, the debut did you see that uh, one? Yes. Yep. Okay. I reviewed that one. You reviewed it also. Oh, you know, I, uh, I did that in the feed. I did. Yeah. And I uh, actually interviewed the director of Fantastic. that too. And, and you know he, that there are four D- Bosco brothers, right? It's not yes. just Dante. Yeah. One of them was in uh, the Brady Bunch movie <laughs> as the carjacker. Of course he was because <laughs> yeah. he's brown. Yes. And he has to play the carjacker. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> um, and the other movie I saw him in, uh, Dante, that is, was uh, Faking the Funk with yes. uh, Tatiana Ali, Ashley oh Banks. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, so I have another six degrees of separation. Tatiana Ali uh-huh. was on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. My first job out of college was as an NBC page at Burbank, and that's where they shot Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. It's NBC, so, yeah. Yeah, I used to hang out with them when they were, like, in the commissary and – um I'm just going to say this. Sometimes when we were working on this show, you'd walk by the dressing rooms and it smelled a little bit of la- like pakalolo, which is what we call it in Hawaii. Uh-huh. Uh, and paka is smoke and lolo is crazy. So you can just imagine what I'm talking about. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Just FYI. Oh, very, very cool. I don't think we've seen that on the uh, E2 Hollywood stories or anything. <laughs> so that's a, it's a, it's a nice uh, pull there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, let's go back to 1993 a little bit. Okay. Uh, when this movie came out, the number one um, the number one song was UB40's "Can't Help Falling in Love." Oh my goodness! I yeah. just can't help. But yeah. that one. Falls That's the in one. Love. Yep the the Elvis uh, <laughs> the remake. I, I guess oh. you can call it the and it was number one for seven weeks. That's actually pretty long. Mm. Now it was preceded by "Week." By SWV. Oh, sing it. Great Wait, song. We need Devin to sing Weak. Right. I, I get, get so weak in the knees. I can hardly speak. Yep. See, you know what? I was an adult, so how old were you when this song came out? I was 10. Oh, shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I was actually in clubs hearing these songs, whereas you were, what, at home? Listening to it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. The radio. Playing, playing my Game Boy. I am so old. Oh, my God. You're playing no, your Game Boy. <laughs> not, not at all. Uh, now, it was superseded by dream lover Mariah Carey. Oh, I can't sing Mariah. It's too early in the morning for me to do Yeah, yeah. She's, I'd, she's yeah, I'd have to do – we need the, Devin for that one. That's the upbeat. Dream lover, come and rescue, rescue me. That one, right? That's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, Mariah. I killed that, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And a couple of movies that came out that year. Um, Let's see here. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh, Jesus. Yep. (laughs) No, you don't like that one? No, I don't like cheesy comedies. So this is going to, I'll just let you know how I got into the zone to cover this one. Ah. Uh, Heart and Souls, Robert Downey Jr. comedy romance. Souls. I don't remember that one. It's where um, he, let's see, there's these four people from the 50s that died. And they're kind of like, he was born the same instance that they died. And their spirits kind of stick with him. And they're supposed to use his body as a vehicle. But they don't know that until he's like in his 30s. Oh, okay. Sort of um, an updated version of Heaven Can Wait, which is probably so old that you don't even know what that movie is. Warren Beatty. Yes. Oh, good. Yay. Good Yeah. And then Chris Rock. Chris. Chris. <laughs> I'm Mike Tyson all of a sudden. Yeah, right. Uh, Chris Rock did uh, Down to Earth, which was a remake of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. because we have to just recycle plots because there's no creativity in Hollywood. Yeah, of course. Um, 
see Free Willy, Jurassic Park, Rising Sun, mm. one, one of my uh, favorites from back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, Hard Target, Van Damme movie there, and The Fugitive was uh, number one when this movie came out. Yes. So of those, the one that I remember the most would be The Fugitive. Um, and you know, I'm very anti John claude Van Damme. I did not know that. Yes, yeah, so a Gemini from Bald Move just had this whole discussion about how much I hate John claude Van Damme. So you won't listen to my top five Van Damme movies with John from Project Fandom. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did it. But hi, John. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, interesting. Last Action Hero also came out that year. Um, oh. Oh, Rookie of the Year and Searching for Bobby, uh, Bobby Fischer, one of my favorites. That's a good film. That's yeah. a really good film. Yeah, it's a very good film. So, uh, a very interesting year for movies. Not a whole lot of uh, big uh, uh, box office hits, but definitely some, you know some memorable ones, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Surf Ninjas. Uh, okay. So, the Wikipedia it says that. <laughs> let's see. Uh, surf Ninjas follows two teenage surfers from Los Angeles who discover that they are crown princes of the Asian kingdom Patusan and reluctantly follow their destinies to dethrone an evil colonel that rules over the kingdom. So you already named a couple uh, of the people in it. Um, I have a funny story. So this movie came out when I was 10 years old, and this is the first time I was introduced to uh, a junior and a senior. I didn't know (laughs) what that meant. So when I saw the credits, I go, wow, Ernie Ray's Jr. is playing his dad and himself. <laughs> You're adorable. So, so you must not have too many Filipino friends because that's the thing for my No, oh, no, yeah. no. I, I, um, <laughs> where, when's the first time I had a Filipino friend? Well, you know what? I don't think I really knew like the differences in ethnicities until like probably late middle school, early high school. Okay, well, that's, I, that's I good just, and bad. They were just Asian friends to me, you yeah, know? Yeah, uh, right. And obviously I knew the ones that were Laos because, you know, the family. Right. And um, and then the Vietnamese because they only have like five last names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I can say something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be the Asian We Can Say That podcast, I think. Yes, I, I, I believe uh, okay. th- this is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it also stars Rob Schneider, which I don't think I found out he was even like part Filipino until uh, the first Deuce Bigelow movie. Yeah, I don't claim him, so. <laughs> uh, why is that? I just, I, so he's done all of these movies with. Um, Adam Sandler. Thank you. I was like, who's that other guy? <laughs> who's Sony? that? Yeah. Egghead, um, egghead. Yeah, and I just, he's always playing the same character over and over, so I just, I'm done with him. I just, and he has the same line in every single movie. I <laughs> But he was so young in this movie. He, Very he popped young. up on screen, and I said, "No way!" I'm like, and then what do they do? They dyed his hair blonde or something? Because oh, red. That's and what. Oh, so red, yeah. Red, and then he played. Um, he played like an Irish uncle in one scene too. So that <laughs> that threw me off when I was a kid. So I, I always I thought he was just an Irish guy. Oh, did you? <laughs> It's, I think um, I fell asleep during the Irish uncle side because I don't remember that at all. It's, uh, it's when uh, they first meet Tone Loke, who takes them uh, back to the house, and they're like, oh, you know, we got to get inside because our, our uncle, he's, you know, whatever. And then he opens up the door, uh, Rob Schneider, and he's like in the wheelchair. And he's like, you better get in here before I beat you with my wooden leg or something like that. <laughs> it was really, really bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, let me see. Uh, the the little brother Adam is played by. Uh, I should have had his name up. Uh, funny thing is, I actually read that the um, Nicholas Cowan. Uh, this is the last movie he started. Oh no! So I, I I wonder if he just had a bad experience or what. But yeah, or just of... said I don't want to work in cheesy 
1990s cultural misappropriation comedies anymore? That, that, that could be it. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah, very interesting. And um, the <laughs> beautiful Kelly Hu uh, mm-hmm. plays Ro May. Um, so she... Kelly. Yes. She's from Hawaii. You know this, right? I do know this. Okay. Miss Teen USA, 1985. That I, I didn't know. Uh, I was, Miss I was Hawaii, two. USA. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So when you were two, uh, she was walking down with a crown on for Miss Teen USA. But then she won Miss Hawaii in 1993, which is obviously the year this was released. So she must have been oh. shooting it beforehand. Yep. She's the first of our people to be crowned Miss Teen USA, the first Asian American. Oh, good for her. And yeah. She goes on to play Lady Death Strike in X2. Mm-hmm. And um, she had one line of dialogue in that movie, I think. What, what was it? Scorpion King, right? She was in Scorpion oh, King, yeah. also the, the first one with the rock. Yeah, and the two women who use the size, which is the weapon I trained with, because of that movie. Because oh, really? They were so badass. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that weapon? It wasn't because of a, a Ninja Turtle movie. <laughs> it was not because of a Ninja Turtle movie. Although, if you see my Halloween costume from this year, you may dispute that, since I was yeah. Raphael in full regalia. Yeah, aside from Ninja Turtles, the only pull I have for uh, the use of the, the Psy is um, Mortal Kombat. Part yes, two. yes, yes. Yeah, Melina. Yes, yes. Have you ever dressed up as her for Halloween? <laughs> I know. You know, maybe that'll be a cosplay in the future. I don't know. I think so. I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good call. I'm making a note. Though you, you'd probably have to do Kitana wearing the Psy because we'd like to see your face. You know, because <laughs> Melina, there's a reason why her face is covered. Well, even better, then I don't have to put any makeup on when I cosplay. Just cover oh, it all up. Yeah, don't be so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this movie. Oh, um, yeah, this movie. This this movie. Uh, okay, so the movie starts off with uh, Moda surfing. Is, is that something you've ever heard of at all? No. So they're they're driving in a Jeep. Um, Rob Schneider, uh, who plays Iggy, uh, their best friend, who's just, he, he's, you know, not so bright. And... Uh, He's not even driving. They're all standing up doing the whole Teen Wolf thing, you know, where they're like uh, <laughs> dancing in the vehicle, but they're in a Jeep too. So definitely not safe. But I, I always kind of wondered if that was a California thing or something they just created for the movie. I'm pretty sure it was something created for the movie because even though surfers in California may not be the brightest folks all the time, I don't think they would do this. And speaking of that, they really make these two brothers, uh, Johnny and Adam, They're they're not – smart at all no you know, there's that scene in in school where adam is asked to uh, show the class where spain is and he's got this <laughs> uh this atlas uh atlas, this map you know in in class and uh i i looked too just to make sure but there was no um there was no text on it so it was just the map itself right, right. and uh so he's like some people think spain is right here you know and like the class is laughing at him and he's no. like yeah, so what did you think about that, portraying them not being bright? I just, I, well, um, let me just say I had to woo-saw before I started watching this movie to put myself in a place where I could just bring it in and just realize it was cheesy comedy. Yes. And we were going to see stereotypes. So the stereotype that it goes against is that all Asians are smart. So maybe that's a good thing. But the two, you know, the brothers, it was sort of this way of making them closer together because it was sort of like the world against them so this poor guy doesn't know anything oh boo-hoo um i feel like that's one of the reasons why they had him so dumb right and just for the sake of cheap laughs right i mean think about this whole movie it's all about the cheap laugh and there are some fans of this movie 
who think it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah, I, I I saw some of that because it's been a long time since I've seen this. I don't think I've seen this uh, in the in the the entire time Phoenix has been born. You know, so <laughs> it's it's definitely it's been that long. So it wasn't one of my favorites, but I do remember liking it when I was a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. But 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 back to the uh, the geography thing. I did like the callback later on where Adam brings that up and Johnny's like, you know. They asked me to look for Spain one time in geography. And, Uh-oh. You know, so the same thing. So both brothers couldn't find Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the wardrobe at all when um, you're watching this? So, like, um, Johnny's... The overalls? Yeah, the, the guest overalls were, were the business back in the day. Let me tell you. I remember I had a boyfriend who had black guest overalls. And if you were really trying to show something, I don't know what, you'd take one of the straps off and only have one strap connected while you were doing your thing ah you you did yes. not see my uh, 30th birthday party where <laughs> i wore the one strap for 90s night oh look at you you know this but did you have a san jose sharks cap on because that was definitely something that he was repping norcal in this movie even though he didn't live in san jose yeah i did notice the hat but i did not rock hats probably until um this is gonna sound weird but until my uh mid-20s is when I started rocking the hats. Do you have like hair gel? Are you one of those guys that just kind of? Yeah, spiky hair. You know, yeah. most of yeah. my life. Right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But now I've kind of grown it out a little bit more to look less like the teenage self of mine. So now <laughs> I grow it a little bit longer and do a bit of a comb, uh, comb over. Not quite a comb over, but you know, try to look a little bit more my age. I guess is, is what I'm getting at. I Your hair is maturing along with the rest of you. Yeah. So you like that code? <laughs> no, no. No. Look, I don't I don't speak in code, okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh shout out to Devin for that. <laughs> um so back to uh ethnic I don't even know how to word this, but Baba Ram, this uh this guru that that is visiting the the boys' uh school. I I didn't catch why he's visiting, but the the teacher thought it was a good idea to have uh, Johnny, because he's Asian, uh, to give some kind of presentation, which he completely forgot about um, because, you know, they spend a lot of time just surfing. Uh, Was this cringeworthy? Is is that safe to say? The entire movie was cringeworthy. This this was like, okay, find the one Asian, so the – the one Asian American to talk to this dignitary, right? Which again, they didn't explain why he was there, but this dignitary that was visiting this little school in, I think it was Venice. They were supposed to be in California. Oh gosh, I don't know. I I, I heard like Los Angeles. Venice. Yeah, it looked like Venice, which is where you they know. have the mm-hmm. beach, um, and it looked a little bit like sort of Santa Monica Venice area. Uh, and I don't think there would be any reason for a dignitary to go to a teeny little high school um, in SoCal, but. Yeah, of course, the Asian had to do it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back if I even liked it as a kid, and I, I don't think I did. But sit well in you, like yeah. you didn't know why, but you're like, this is just not right. I did like the Beach Boys, though. <laughs> I can rock out to some Beach Boys. Really? Yeah, you don't why? like the Beach Boys? No, I no? like the Beach Boys. My brother's ten years older than me, so he's like ancient, and uh-huh. he's a surfer. Right? We grew up in central the central coast, so he would go surfing every morning before school, and um. Beach Boys was sort of his thing. Well, I think I like the Beach Boys because uh, I wasn't able to watch MTV until I was, I want to say, 13. (laughs) 
uh, for obvious reasons, right? I, I think most kids weren't uh, allowed to watch MTV, and so I was. Uh, so I grew up literally on the music that my dad grew up listening to. Everything from the fifties through the eighties, yeah, I was yeah. listening to it at all. So I have a um, wide selection in music taste. Yeah, you know, Everly Brothers, Righteous Brothers, yeah. all types of brothers, um, Beach Boys, uh, Beatles, Elvis. I, I listen to it all. So, so you're saying your dad has good taste and lots of flavor on top of everything else, which is why you are blacker than Devin. Devin, yeah, I, I suppose so. But my dad is also a musician. He sings and plays the guitar. Oh, sweet. So I, I think that's why he was uh, you know, into music. Santana, all, all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, Ugh, Santana, the best. Uh, John Taylor, so James Taylor. I'm sorry, yeah. James Taylor. So, yeah, so I, I was exposed to all that type of music. So um, so when that song came came on barbara ann i was very familiar with it and i i think uh, somewhere i actually own the beach boys greatest hits too of course you do yeah and uh you know it, i always think back to the uh rush hour with jackie chan uh, jackie chan ah beach boys you know rush hour then they're making a television show rush hour I saw that, and they're supposed to be the same characters, too, so oh, I, I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know go. either. But to be fair, I mean, it's going to be on CBS, I think it was. Yes. Limitless is actually doing okay. Okay. And, and that was, you know, based on the Bradley Cooper movie, so so we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know either of the, the main characters, uh, main actors, but do, do you know the, the, the Asian actor who's playing uh, Detective Chase? I want to say Chan, but that's now I'm just kind of being a, a racist. racist, assuming that <laughs> <laughs> Chan uh, or Chen. But, no, I don't. I don't look up either of the people's names. I didn't. Oh, know. okay. I, I think I saw somebody in a thread saying that uh, the 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 Chinese actor he is from England, so he's a he's also an English actor. All right. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because we want English actors to continue to take the American roles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they have more of them, so you know, <laughs> it, it, we're definitely coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now we get an introduction of Colonel Chi. I I had, I, I don't know who was this supposed to be. Was he supposed to be like Shredder from the Turtles, or he looked like uh, what, what's that guy from GI Joe's? Was like uh, Diastro? You can't ask me that one because okay. GI Joe's not in my wheelhouse. Uh, I don't know the fact that there was a um, a white actor playing Colonel Chi. I mean Leslie Nielsen. I guess he was the comedy actor back then, like you know from the. The yeah, 80s to the early 90s, so I get that they wanted a name in this movie because Tone Loke and Rob Schneider probably couldn't have pulled it off by themselves. But he was just over-the-top, stereotypical. Um, it was really insulting. But I, like I said, I just kind of said, this is cheese. This is not my normal viewing, so let's just take it in with a grain of salt and a shot of tequila. Right. Uh Oh, with a Corona, sounds like salt, you know. Uh, they, now, um, Colonel Chi, he, uh, I, I guess he was, his head was crushed by an elephant. So like half mm -hmm. of his face is, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a, like a, some type of shield or was his face half mechanical? I mean, I, oh, I, I didn't, didn't notice it being mechanical. I thought it was just like, uh, you know, the, the military shield, but on his head and covering up the, the injured part of his face. But, was it mechanical? I, I I'm not wait? sure. Well, the the thing is, um, he wasn't in it a lot. Surprisingly, no. he no. had like two big scenes: the the introduction of him, and then the end. Right, because they just uh, wanted to put his name on the movie. He didn't. That was it. Him. Yeah. Don't really put me on this. So right, he's like, I'll I'll do it for the money, but I don't want to be right. in it. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he. I guess when um, back in I don't know when the kids were young, the, he uh, he took over. There, he overran their kingdom or something, killed the parents, and then Zatch 
which is a kind of a weird name, Zatch, who is uh, played by Ernie Ray Sr., he gives the boys to a, a Marine named Mac, and th- that's who ends up being their, uh, their adopted father. Yes. It took up. a while for them to talk about the, him being adopted. I was like, why are these guys calling this, this white dude dad? But they did bring that up early on, and they yeah. brought that, that. That was a thing, too. They kept on throwing out the word adopted. I, I feel like we didn't have to hear the word adopted because we can clearly see <laughs> two Asian boys with a white man. Two Asian boys that don't look alike with a white man. Yeah. So I thought maybe they were adopted from different parents. But no, it's just apparently since Hollywood is uh, using Asians and they think all Asians look alike, um, it was okay. And you know what? To be honest, I, I didn't think Adam looked very Asian. Yeah. No. What is – yeah. I don't – well, he's the kid who got out of acting, so we can't really right. see what he did after this. I thought he was like maybe half, you know, like a, like a Brandon Lee, you know. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. But I, I remember as a kid, I was like, he, he's not even Asian. But that's just me <laughs> being ignorant, like, you know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even think that mixes can be a thing. I just yeah, you know, really. I, I was ten. <laughs> we need to have a conversation about diversity with you, but let's do that another time. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, okay, Zatch. What, what do you think about his uh, his his character? He was a former uh, Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I kind of question where has he been this entire time? Because it's taken over a decade for the bad guys to locate the the princes, and and coincidentally, that's when Zatch finds them too. Yeah, well, you know, they didn't really have um, electronic footprints the way we do now, so it's harder to find people back in the 90s. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, and maybe he had to paddle across the ocean and then walk from wherever he came to find them. Because he didn't learn surfing until later on in the movie. No, he didn't. Um, I love that Ernie Reyes Sr. had a part in this film because that's obviously Ernie's dad. Yeah. Yeah. and he's much better looking in this movie than I remember because I never thought Ernie Reyes Jr. was very cute. But I'm like, oh, his dad's kind of hot. And either it's because <laughs> I'm older now or just he's hotter than the junior. Uh, he, I felt like, you know, we see him and he's sort of this mysterious character who's – you can kind of get the gist that he's protecting Johnny and Adam. But it was sort of like, you know, ooh, boom, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, kill all the ninjas, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. But we didn't really hear from him until, I don't know, a third of the way in the movie? It sounds about right. And yeah. it's funny that you said uh, he's trying to protect them because there's that one scene where um, they're fighting uh, at, at like their house slash restaurant, I guess, that they kind of <laughs> yes. own. And um, so Zatch leaves Mac all by himself you know, in, in this room full of ninjas, and he gets the boys to safety, like, uh, on the beach, but then he leaves them alone, disappears. That's the first time we see him, like, just completely <laughs> disappear. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, now, he- here's my question to you. Like, these ninjas, were they supposed to kill the boys? Because there's that one scene where one of the ninjas was in the water, and he had, like, a like a shark harpoon before he got uh, hit with the, the, the surfboard by Johnny. Do you remember oh, that yes, at all? Yes, 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 yes. And it ends up getting washed up on the shore. Yeah, I don't think – I think because it's a kid's movie, they didn't want it to appear that Johnny and Adam were try, were going to be killed. I really don't. I think mm. it was more, um, you know, a little lighter than that. I don't think that they were actually going to sh- – well, they definitely weren't going to show it. So I don't no. think the intention was to kill these two. I think it was really to um, make sure that they don't go back and take over the country that they are rightfully the princes to. And ironically, they kidnap the the uh, you know adopted father and take him over there to to this uh, Patusan. You know, so so it only forces the boys to go over there, right? 
Yeah, they're not the smartest, obviously, yeah. in terms of their strategy, are they? No, not at all. <laughs> um, let me see. So, Patusan, we get the, the exposition here told by Zatch. And I, I don't like that name. It, it makes me think of uh, Zach, you know, when, when it's spelled like Zachary with a C-H. Mm-hmm. That's what it makes me think of. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It, Is it, it supposed it, to be Asian? Zatch? Gosh, is it supposed know. to be from the country of their origin, which is a made-up country? Yeah, I was going to ask that. I don't think Pakistan is real, is it? I don't think so, no. Because I know that they did film primarily in Hawaii and um, uh, Thailand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was beautiful where they were filming, that's for sure. It was. I, uh, my, my family, they, they go to uh, Thailand and Laos uh, every once in a while, and they always come back with you know those professional pictures actually wearing the very same um, <laughs> garments you know that the, the, the royal family wears yes. in this movie. Yes. So, um, so as a kid, I, I, I thought that they were Thai. You know, I thought Patusan was like a, like a kingdom in Thailand or something, you know, like a, the old Siam, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, again, before I knew about Filipinos. Yeah, well, it's good to expand your horizons. Yeah. There's lots of Asian horizons for you to expand to also. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to some people, there's still only Chinese, Japanese, and Korean. I know. I know. I love it when I'm out and someone walks up to me and says something in, you know, Chinese and expects me to reply. I, I get that in, in Vietnamese because oh, I, yeah. I, I look at but I always have to point at myself, say, no, Lao, yeah. you know, and, and they usually go, oh, okay, yeah, you look Vietnamese. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, shout out to Anton who gets a gets the same kind of crap on the street. Yeah, well, um, in the '90s, it was big in Hollywood. I used to obviously I work lived here in LA. It was big to date Asians, Asian women in particular, in the '90s, and so there were a lot of um, old Jewish executives that would hit on me while I was at NBC, and one of them had the audacity to walk up to me, not only speak to me in Chinese, but then touch my hair and say, mm-hmm. "You have." hair just like my ex-girlfriend and so I just kind of hit his hand away and I was I wanted to punch him but I was in my my beautiful polyester page uniform yeah and so I couldn't really get violent with an executive uh from the television studio but that was sort of a thing back then which is probably another reason why I didn't watch these movies back then because it was so much of uh Asian misappropriation and stereotypes and such but yeah it was in vogue if you remember Wesley Snipes usually had an Asian woman on his arm um, think about the 90s and the, and the women that were sort of with Hollywood executives and actors. It was um, style. We were in style. Let me just say that. It, that's funny that you mentioned that because, um, let me see, two of my aunts were, uh, well, one of them is still married to a white man. Uh, one of them married one, but they're divorced now. And then the other two date white men. Yeah, and, and Nicholas Cage, right? Doesn't he have an Asian uh, yeah, I think she's Korean. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he named his son Kal-El. Yeah, <laughs> because it's Nicolas Cage. It, yeah, right. And he was supposed to be Superman at one time. So That's right. He was. He was. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the, the during this exposition, we find out that uh, Johnny, when he turns 16, is supposed to become some kind of warrior, I guess. He, he, he uh, inherits this uh, power to be a, a warrior, and Adam is supposed to be like a true visioner. Um I don't know what that's about because like, I feel like you're royalty because of your family, not because of powers. But um... Yeah, it became like this surfing, comedy, sci-fi, fantasy mashup. Yeah. And I just think none of it really hit, you know, like they didn't quite go 100% on anything. So it was all half-assed. So this movie, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., he was 20 
when this mm-hmm. this movie came out. So he was playing a 15-year-old. <laughs> How did you feel about that? Because he did not look 15. That's okay. I don't look my age, so I think it's okay. You don't think he looked 15? Well, because he was like bulk. Okay, Phoenix yeah, is okay. 15. Like, okay. compare him body. From uh, a muscle standpoint, that's, yeah. that's valid. That's valid. But, I mean, he's he's kind of small in stature, and he looks young. He does. He does. Um, I thought he looked like he was maybe seventeen until they took made him take his shirt off, and then you're right. He had right. a tone that a fifteen year old should not have. See, my issue is that why did it have to be like on his sixteenth birthday? Why couldn't it be his eighteenth birthday? <laughs> you know, like because I'd believe him at seventeen. Because yeah. later on, uh, okay, so Romay, the the love interest, who um, uh, the, the love interest. Now, are we to assume that she's also fifteen? Well. It doesn't matter, right? Because it, it, the prince it, is going to marry whoever. Yes, but here's here's the thing. This scene really bothered me. Later on, when they get to Patusan, uh, Romay she distracts I think five or six guards, I older know. men. Ew, ew, and that yeah, was so gross. Yeah, she's like, you know, hey, come over here, and says something in a foreign language. Which later on, Johnny's like, what did you say? And she goes, oh, you'll find out on our. Uh, Honeymoon know, or so something. Gross. So I'm like, wait a minute, how old yeah. is this girl? So yeah. that's that's my issue of Johnny's supposed to be like 15, 16. I'm like, why uh-huh. can they be a little bit older? Well, it's just hypersexualizing the the Asian woman. It's that's in my mind. That's what I saw. So, mm. and yeah, yeah, that was really gross. I forgot that she said that to him because if he's 15, you have to assume he's not super experienced in any way with women, and it really seemed like all he did was surf. Right. So he should have been kind of like. Much more shocked to hear that, and um, yeah, it was a little offensive, I suppose. If you think yeah. about, yeah, oh, goodness, um, Tone Loke. Let's let's talk about him. What do you Yay. think about <laughs> Wild Mr. Wild Thing? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, what was that other song? Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, Funky Cold Medina. Uh, yeah. Uh, why was he okay? Not not the actor, but like the the character yeah. of Lieutenant Spence. Like, what was the purpose to even have him? Like, he could have been a small role. I don't know. Because later on, when he joins them, the the reason he he ends up going to Pakistan with them is because he says that he needed a. Uh, a vacation. Yeah. But he's that... out there fighting, putting his life on the line for vacation? Yeah, it was so silly. I mean, I love that he was in the movie because I it reminded me that he used to do movies. This was sort of one of the early ones, I think, because then he like, was in like... Bay's Kids. A, yeah, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Oh, right. yep. Heat. Um, yeah, so I, I was like, oh, yeah, Tolnok used to do movies. I forgot about that. I forgot he was in Ace Ventura. So yeah, yeah, a Pet Detective one. Yeah, it was, the first one, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like right after this movie, I think, was released. So this must have been sort of his foray into um, acting, which is what they did back then, remember? Like they took rappers and tried to turn them into actors. They still do it. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, what am I thinking? They still do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he hasn't He hasn't recorded any music, right? I I think the character in this movie was ridiculous. Um, they had the token black guy because you got to have a token black guy in the 90s movies. Right. Um, but he's got a fantastic voice. And um, he kind of, I don't know, I didn't i didn't get what they were trying to do with him either. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Like he could have, I don't know. I, I don't know what else, uh, what other role you'd, you'd put him in if not this, this cop, I, I guess. But um, I don't, yeah, I guess they're trying to fill it with uh, bigger names to, to draw you know, everybody, right? All types of crowds. That's true. That's true. So. Because you get Tone Loke, who was pretty big in terms of music back then. Just and from a popularity standpoint, I'm not saying he was really good. But everybody knew the song 
wild thing. Everybody across the board. That was one that sort of crossed color lines, as they used to say in the 90s. Um, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so they go to Little Patisan, which is a, a restaurant, which is, I, I guess, very authentic. And it's supposed to, um, the, this area in, let's say, you know, let's generalize and call it L.A., is <laughs> supposed to be kind of like Little Saigon. So they call it Little Patisan. Mm-hmm. And they go to this restaurant, and this is where they meet Romay. I'm jumping around a little bit. Um, That's okay. Yeah, and uh, the, her, her father, I, I, he was kind of old to be having a daughter that young. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you Asians are very virile. Haven't you heard about the 90-year-old Asian men that have children? Um, I, yes. I, yeah, just I claim it. Just claim it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since you have uh, a background in uh, weapons training, what do you think of, uh, about the uses of weapons and uh, like particularly the uh, when they get to Patusan and Ernie Reyes Sr., who mm-hmm. plays Hatch, mm-hmm. when um, he's like, all right, let's, you know, let's test your might, <laughs> you know, and they have the, the fight scene there. Yeah, I thought that the uh, the martial arts in the movie was defi- was decent, you know. It was fun to watch for me. Um, this It's the special effects that make it really cheesy, right, in terms of the sound effects. Mm-hmm. It's always like whack, 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 whack. And then... Um, and I feel like the framing of it, too. It, uh, yeah. Like, you know, obviously, it's a product of its time. Like, uh, yeah, I think with a with a, a director that had you know directed martial arts movies before, probably could have made it look a little bit better. No, that's a really good point. I mean, I I kind of chalk that up to um, this was probably a comedy director versus a martial arts movie director. So, if you want to look at good direction for martial arts, watch Into the Badlands. Like, that's oh. the business right there. But if yeah. you want to look at um, martial arts just to have cheese in the movie, then you watch Surf Ninjas. Because yeah. you're right, the guy definitely was not, um, there was not the right camera placement, there was not the right, the director of photography didn't know how to get to things. But if you are just watching it to be entertained, it was pretty entertaining for for me. And I'm the first one to pick apart martial arts fight scenes. Right, right. So you're the go-to expert on this. <laughs> That's why I'm doing a, the podcast with... Um, the sci-fi movie guys tonight they called me the martial their residence martial arts fight scene specialist or something like oh, that okay okay so yeah so w- word gets around of, well, of your uh, many talents yeah let's not talk about the word getting around about me <laughs> i don't okay. want that rep yeah what happens next after that fight scene is this uh, when ernie reyes jr takes his shirt off is this one of those scenes yet uh not quite uh, okay. the, we get the jeep chase Ah, yes. The uh, so they're not well protected because they're in a Jeep being chased and they're being shot at. Uh, so that's where I was trying to figure out, dead or alive or not, because, you know, they're, they're clearly being shot at. Um, also, I had a problem with the uh, the headbands <laughs> that uh, uh, Zatch puts on the princes. And it's supposed to be some kind of imperial, you know, headband of the of royalty. Yes. And then, like, Iggy makes a big stink about it. And then, like... Uh, uh, Johnny's like, all right, give him one, you know. So he gets one too, and then the next scene, you see like the, all the villagers are wearing them too. Yeah. So I don't know if you caught that, but I was like, okay, well, that makes it less special then, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so it's not a royalty uh, garment or whatever because yeah. everybody's now wearing them. Yeah, it became a trend. It went from being um, unique and special to being um, the latest fashion trend, apparently, in Patusan. Yeah, and I, I feel, you know, it's probably something that these decided to do so that way we can distinguish, you know, who's the good, good guys who's and bad. bad guys. Yeah, exactly. because all Asians look alike, first of all. Absolutely, they do. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice in the crowd, though, that it was like every ethnicity represented in the extras? 
Yeah. It yeah. wasn't like you had one ethnicity or, or even one. It's just so funny to me. I'm like, oh, just throw someone with dark hair in there. Right. <laughs> um, now, to get to your favorite scene, I feel, uh, the, the shirt. No, uh, it was, or without the shirt. 12. No? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, I'm a cougar, but I'm not a pedophile. Right, right. Um, that, that's funny. <laughs> I just I thought it was funny because I was waiting to see when the shirt was going to come off because that was sort of a thing for Ernie Reyes Jr. That whenever he was at tournaments, he had to make sure that he had like the smallest tank top. on. remember those tank tops that were like a thread of material and then they show off the, your chest and then like dip really low. Another well, 90s nice thing. Yeah, I feel like they did that in The Last Dragon as well. Yes, of course they did. So, yeah. Um, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, I get that he's a teenager, but at some point I bet his shirt's going to come off. I was sort of, you know, entertaining myself as I was watching the movie. And sure enough, he came out with the the black pants and the no shirt and the, he reminded me of that guy Bolo who does a lot of old school martial arts movies. Do you know who I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Chung Lee in, um, yes, 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 yes. Yep. yes. See, I don't know the characters, but I know the, the actor. So anyhow, he was like mini Bolo, Bolito, I guess we'd call him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, it was a good look, uh, in my opinion, because uh, he also, because he, he carried a, a sword with him. And so mm-hmm. you got like the, the two ropes that cross across his chest, too. Yeah. And it was just kind of a cool look for him. Yeah. But, um, so but didn't at, Rambo do that, too, with his, um, mm, didn't Rambo do that with the, the, um, the bullets? His ammunition was like crossed oh, his chest. Oh, yeah. yeah he yeah, had yeah. a headband. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe they're going for the Rambo look. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that that would have been a more fun movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so Adam gets... Uh, he, okay, I, I kind of question... Well, I'll, I'll get to it later on. But right now, they kind of ask him to like help. Like, How do we get to uh, Patisan from where, where they currently are? And he like looks at the you know the forest and imagines like all these trees as surfboards. And so, like, in 10 minutes, everybody was able to, like, carve these trees into I surfboards. Know. That was so stupid. Now, did this area, is that is that Thailand or is that Hawaii? Mm. Do, you, do you know? I, I don't I, I don't know. I didn't recognize whether that was a beach that they use a lot from Hawaii. Um, but I just thought you the wood of those trees, from a practicality standpoint, would be too heavy for someone to actually surf on like you need to have fiberglass and you need to have foam and i don't know it just made me mad like Like, maybe you could float but you'd have to really carve um you have to be very intentional about sort of the curvature of it and make sure you had the right like they weren't even shaped right i was mad sorry not that i (laughs) i spent a lot of time on the ocean and it made me mad watching this yeah, I it, it was a really cool scene though to see like the group of them, you know, on their boards. Um, uh, I, is it paddling out? It is paddling the, out. Okay, okay. Good. yeah. So yeah. so that and the so that was a cool scene for me. Um, but yeah, just like I was trying to figure out where is Hawaii, um, you know, <laughs> in this movie because I I know that oh, they filmed in both mm-hmm, places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but do do you like just thinking back? Is there anything that looked like it at all? Oh, that like that distinctly Hawaii. Yeah. Not- I'm not really. I mean, I definitely recognized Los Angeles, of course, but mm-hmm. I can't, I couldn't, no, I couldn't pinpoint a, a scene that would have been specifically Hawaii or specifically Thailand. I don't know. Yeah, it would definitely the, the scene with the, the royal family, I feel, was definitely Thailand. Sure, sure. Um, probably, probably the people, too. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, so the, the big fight at Colonel Chi's Fortress, uh, the, the third act here. Yes. Um, you know, the Asians on Asians. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there were any other races at this point <laughs> except for like Tone Loke and Colonel Chi himself. Yeah, who, uh, Colonel Chi was supposed to be Asian, though, right? I, I have no idea. I, I mean, mean where did he get that name? It, it's kind of like saying. it's kind of like Rush Hour when they had Jin Tao, you know, <laughs> the the misdirect there in that movie. Um, but okay, so this is where I kind of like raised my eyebrow a little bit. Uh, so Adam's got this game gear that that kind of tells yeah. him the future by like a second, <laughs> um, which is really weird. But uh, so at one point Johnny is fighting Colonel Chi, but Adam is like controlling Colonel Chi's mechanical arm or mechanical hand. I thought he was only able to see, not actually use the game gear as like a device. So yeah, so they, they changed that there, like at the end of the movie. I totally didn't get that whole thing at all. I just thought, what are they doing? What This doesn't make any sense. That was his vision, right? That's his quote-unquote power. And there yeah. was a line in the movie throughout that people would say, what if I lose these powers? Did you notice that? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, the what if mm-hmm. is, uh, is constantly repeated and also mm-hmm. it is your destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that They beat that over with like a – what's that expression? Dead horse? Uh, yes. They yeah. beat it like a dead horse. Or something. Uh, eat it like a dead horse on a walking dead. Um, yeah. Okay, so, gosh, I don't know. It, when I was younger, I thought that the Game Gear was to, you know, to kind of show him the future. But, like, upon watching this, it's not that far in the future. It's literally like a second. Or in some some parts, it was happening at that instant. Yeah, was he directing it at all? Because, like, part of me thought he was trying to control what was happening with his little Game Gear. I Did you get that, that gist? I didn't get that until okay. the Colonel Chi part. Mm-hmm. That's think, that's what I saw at the end where he was literally playing out what was happening, but with his thumbs. Well, you, you know what? Actually, no. Now that you mention it, at the uh, Little Patisan, the restaurant, mm-hmm. there's that one point where he selects the octopus in the mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Just like 400 points for it. So, so I guess <laughs> he has some kind of control. But I like that you remember the points because that's an important <laughs> detail. It, absolutely, it is. That's the uh, you know four hundred yeah. points. Had he picked the squid, he only would have gotten a hundred. Yeah, probably. so he had to go for the bigger octopus. That's right. Um, my gosh, it, it's just like okay, is he a visionary or mm-hmm. like I don't know or controls things? So th- that was really I, I know it's a kids movie, but like they couldn't like it's the writing. Like you could have wrote it better. Oh yeah, but they didn't care. No, and surprisingly, I looked it up, and the, the the movie that I remembered that this writer also wrote was uh, Passenger Fifty Seven. Oh, really? Yeah, and so he and then he wrote this. Oh my god! I don't I don't remember which came first. I, I think they were about a year apart. He did Passenger Fifty Seven. He wrote Passenger Fifty Seven. Huh. Yeah, I did look that up, and that's the only movie I remembered seeing. I, I think there was at least two or three that I did recognize, but that's the one that he's that kind got of stuck. a credit for Wyatt Earp too. Oh, yep, yeah, there you go, Wyatt Earp. Yeah. What? And huh. isn't this like the only kid movie that he did? Was, yes, yeah. that I yeah that I see. Um, crazy. Yeah, the the the, the dialogue was just oof. It was, well, it was pretty rough. Passenger Fifty Seven was a lot of action, but was it really great dialogue? Maybe that's his thing. He doesn't well, write I mean, dialogue. They, they had good one-liners. You always had, bet on black. Well, and you don't like um, the one-liners in this one. I can't like, remember any of them. <laughs> there's a whole thing of quotes someplace. Um, Surf Ninja quotes like you can't buy. Oh shoot, I should have written them down. Never oh, mind. Okay. I'll get but, back but, to it. But but none of the lines stuck with me. Yeah, at all. Even uh, at pretend, there's nothing that you said. Mommy, mommy, remember this? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Nothing. Um, gosh, but the di- the the dialogue was almost like 
Ninja Turtles 2 and 3 bad. <laughs> so bad. That's right. Really you know, funny. and I think that's what they were going with because, you know, around this time, they also had like three ninjas. Um, what were some of the other martial arts? But you know what? I, I feel like if they just kind of stuck with the, the, you know, with all the, if they just took all the silliness out, it, it could have been like really good, like Last Dragon good. Yeah, I think, it, you know, if you um, close your eyes and think really hard about the parts in the movie that were good, it would be very, it would be more like a 15 minute short, but right, it's okay. I, I, like I said, I did like some of the martial arts fightings in there. I thought that they did a nice job. Um, Ernie Reyes Jr. did a lot of his own stunts, so you didn't have to see that sort of switch off of a, a different person performing in his scenes. And he was in a lot, obviously. Yeah. Um, and sword work and stuff is fun to, to watch. I mean, I think if people are good at it, it's exciting, it's dynamic. So, I um I, I know that he does a lot of stunt work in other movies too. You know, um, you know, more recently he was in the Rundown with uh, Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the the small role in. Uh, was it Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls? You know, Indy Four, and oh, the, yeah, he was one of the uh, like one of those guys in the graveyard. You know, okay. towards the end, okay. Um, his face was painted so you couldn't tell. Yeah, and and then he was also in Rush Hour with with one yes. small role part. Of course, two, he was. I think that was yeah, she right, was. right, because because you know he looks Chinese apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, all Asians uh, look alike. That's the do. hashtag, right? Right now, uh, um, wait, well, I just have a comment. Did yes, did. Kelly who fight at all in this? I don't remember. She did. Because she, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she is actually a black belt. So that I did not know. They should have her. They should have had her fight more. I think it would have, I don't know. It just would have been more exciting for any girls that might watch it. Although I'm sure young girls were not the target audience for this movie. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, Ernie Ray's Jr. I mean, you, you didn't think he was cute in, no, in this movie? No, I didn't. I didn't uh, think he was ever cute. <laughs> Maybe I won't mention him when this episode Oh, releases. shoot. I'm sorry, Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just personal preference, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I You're thought not Kelly, his cup of tea. Kelly, Kelly Who was cute. Yeah. You know? I thought she was okay. I thought she definitely got pretty uh, as she got older. Yeah, but, she was um, pretty skinny in this movie, but they, I wish they were more fighting. I do think with her character, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but they did try to give her that. Um, I'm going to be an independent person and not do what my parents have to say. That was right. kind of her. The through line at the end, She she that was where she ended, right? We, was we like, can still date though, right? I know. That's that what she funny. said. There's a quote, but but that was from Kelly Who. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That was cute when she said that. Uh, the, the one, the, the part that she did fight was when they first got to the, the, the big island of Patusan. And um, I, I feel, was it before she lured those three guys, you know, five, six guys away? It was somewhere, it was that scene because um, I, I think they were leaving and then like Adam and Johnny tried to pull her away from the fight. And she's like, what, what are you doing? You know, because like she was clearly holding her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was okay that time. So she did fight there. But um, I don't remember it being memorable. Yeah. But you want to see Kelly Who, you know, watch, um, you know, Scorpion King and... Uh, What's the other one I mentioned? X2. X2. Yeah, she was also in this movie about Hawaiian hula, if anyone's interested in learning, called the Haumana. And she plays sort of this over-the-top, over almost drag queen-esque. Like, you're not clear whether she's supposed to be trans Mm. or whether she's just um, a titta, which is something that we call tough women in Hawaii. Uh, But she's got huge fake eyelashes, big hair, lots of makeup. And she's like this bartender in this dive bar. And she's brilliant in it. So good. Oh, okay. Um, and the movie's called The Haumana, and it will teach you about the uh, tradition of Hawaiian hula in Hawaii. So. 
That's very interesting. I think I'll check that out. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like her. Like, uh, you know, actually, I was about to ask you this. Uh, why, why do you think it is that um, uh, Junior here did not, you know, go on to, to do a lot of big roles? Because, like, like like I said, when I was younger, all I remembered was him and Dante uh, yeah. Basco. And, like, neither of them really got into, like, a lot of huge roles. Yeah. I think it was, it's just like it is today. It's lack of diversity behind the scenes. You know, it's so few parts for people of color in general. And so if that pot is already small and then you go to the subsection of the population that's about 6% of the population, Asians, it's even smaller. So until we get to a point where there are more um, creatives, whether it's producing or writing or directing who happened to be Asian American, it's still going to be this way. And plus there was a run of like martial arts movies and then they kind of stopped. And it became yeah. special effects became the big thing. If you think about the evolution between the 90s, Wire foo and right, stuff. the aughts and the tens, it became sort of, okay, let's get into more CGI, sci-fi, fantasy. And then they started doing, releasing the Hobbit books, movies. And I don't know. I just think it it's just the, the ebb and flow of what happens. So hopefully as people, young people like you start talking more about these kinds of things on podcasts, um, there's more of a demand. Yeah. And people get yeah. more creative with YouTube and all the other channels that we have, then we'll see more diversity overall. But, you know, Dante talks about it, too, being Asian in Hollywood and, and just trying to get a part. It's not easy. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, they actually um, like there, there's that clip where he's uh, like doing an audition. And then like the guys that are auditioning him, they're having him like recite all these lines from Hook. Yes, poor guy. Did, right. did you ever his, see that? Of course, I saw Hook. His yeah. one big part. Yeah, poor thing. They're like, come on, say, say it. I am, I am the pan. <laughs> you know, or you're, you're the pan now, or something. I forgot what it was, but I'll. You know, that that kind of that clip alone is kind of you know it's very meta. You know, he, he's trying to get roles out there, and everyone only associates him with like Rufio. Yeah. But like uh, with with Ernie, you know, him being a martial artist, you would think that he would have had like a like a bunch of movies, you know, like Seagal or Van Damme, you know, something like that. Maybe not to their caliber, mm-hmm. you know, not that big of a name, but something like that. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate that, I mean, you know, and maybe he just likes doing the stunt work because that seems to be what he does mostly, like, in his, uh, you know, the later part of his life. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, I think he wound up getting married and having a family and all of that stuff. I don't even know if he stayed in the, in California, much less Los Angeles. So part of it could just be like he was done with, just trying to do all that because it is, it's a grind, you know, it's really hard to try to make a living in an industry that's less accepting. I mean, it's hard enough to be a talented actor or actress in Hollywood because there's so much competition for parts. But then if you're a talented actor or actress who has some sort of difference, whatever that is, whether you're a person of color, whether you're outwardly LGBT or whatever it is, it's, it's that much harder for you to get work. Right. Um, and like I said, I just think that martial arts just, was sort of a big flash. Like even my sensei that I was training with, he played Dao in, um, uh, what's the spinoff from, not the spinoff, but the Power Rangers co- competitor. There was Power uh, Ranger VR Troopers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, VR yeah, Troopers. So, so my sensei was that older guy, Dao, in VR Troopers. And so he used to do a bunch of B-movies all the time in terms of stunt work and stunt coordination. And even my current sensei has been in a bunch of movies with Steven Seagal and such. But it just sort of, that stopped happening in terms of the number of martial arts movies out there yeah hopefully there's a going to be a demand soon with like into the badlands you know going um starting off really strong so Mm -hmm. definitely i mean i think just having action scenes and fight scenes so if you think about movies like the born identity 
and matrix that's martial arts in there you know that's those are folks who are who are real martial artists who are doing the fight coordination and and teaching these actors how to look good in the fights and to me that's where i want to see more martial arts too is make it mainstream and have parts for people of color playing those roles you know yeah i mean they they even uh, like the daniel craig's james bond mm-hmm. you, you know even fights that way absolutely and uh, just hopefully they don't make a you know a person of color the the bad guy in, well, in those movies. Yeah, as long as there's balance, right? There's got to be a bad yeah. guy. I, I guess you're right. Yeah, because yeah. foreigners have to be the bad guys in those movies. <laughs> no, you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't say foreigner. Foreigners are always the bad guys, right? They always are. Can't trust can't trust them. No, I guess not. <laughs> um, so the the movie ends with them freeing the people, which it was prophesized. Mm, meh. It was very <laughs> lackluster. You know, the the fight leading up to this five minute scene where um, you know, Ernie gives this this speech, which, gosh, you know, the, the writer. I mean, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> and, and then we end it with uh, another rendition of what was his name again, Baba Ram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Still didn't like it, huh? I was so thrilled that it was over. <laughs> I just thought, oh man, I'm like, I really like Peter. I'm right, going to right. do this podcast, but boy, I hope I don't rip into this movie too badly. I think we did it equally, and uh, to be honest, I, I don't think we were that bad with it. Just, I mean, it's a it's a product of its time. It was for kids, you know. And we're trying to look at it more with like a, um, you know, we're trying to like, oh, where was it real? And where was it not? You yes. Know? And yes. What what could have done better? So you, know, I, <laughs> you I were feel very like... nice. You were very nice about the movie in terms of your feedback i'm just so. thinking about some of the people i might be uh, mentioning you know as far as the tag and i just don't want <laughs> you know uh, i i think that one of the things i used when i was doing this podcast and thinking through it because when i was watching it i was getting mad that i i thought it was so bad but when i give feedback at work i try to say one thing that i like um one thing that concerns me and a suggestion that i would make so i use lcs in terms of giving feedback. And so I thought about that in this movie. And I also said, it's a kid's movie. It's cheesy. It was 1993. And we have progressed a little bit. So I tried not to be too militant or feminist as I was approaching this this movie review. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I remembered what I was going to say. But, like, if they did a remake, I mean, I don't know. If... <laughs> <laughs> well, then let's see. Okay, let's think God about forbid. this. Uh, well, for, first off, I don't know if you can keep that title, Surf Ninjas. Oh, um, God, no. I, I suppose you could, and it'd be like Operation like Surf Ninjas, you know? Okay. I don't know. Um, be, because head. Point Break can, can make the surfing work, right? So, but, but if they did remake, it could not be kids. You got you to gotta at least PG-13 and take out the campiness. <laughs> that That's the least, right? I mean, you can't make it another kid's movie. Um, you know, something like uh, something like 21 and 22 Jump Street, you know, where they took, you know, something that was a, a TV show and, and made it for, you know, more for the grownups. Mm-hmm. Make it more adult. Yeah. You know? Make this a little bit more violent and a lot more serious. Yeah. But then doesn't it become something more like a a point break movie if you do that? Like, how do you how do you say <laughs> you are two adults that happen to be royalty in another country that we've never heard of? I don't know, but I'm already thinking about Ernie. Maybe what, we can make it really science fiction, and they're mm. aliens, and so they go to another planet. Okay. okay. You know? And maybe it's not surfing, but it's, you know, we're at hoverboard time or something. <laughs> hoverboard. There you go. I like it. Tie back to Back to the Future. Yes. Yes, of course. Do you know they had a hoverboard at the L.A. Auto Show? 
Uh, like the actual oh, Lex- oh the Lexus one yeah. I've seen I've seen the um the the commercial yes so what they did at the LA Auto Show for anyone oh, I guess the Auto Show's over already um they had this little booth at the Lexus booth and it's sort of tucked away and hidden and you go in there and they green screen you and they put you on this hoverboard and they move the set around you and they shoot it so it looks like you are going really fast in areas and going upside down and and it's just this really cool effect that they do and they give you the file that you can tweet out so i think if you go out on social media and and look up um, lexus hoverboard you might see some average people at the la auto show posting their videos it's pretty cool i thought about you because i'm like oh look it's a hoverboard yeah well well, thank you Yeah. yeah i'll definitely check that out um do you think uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. should play the Zatch role if they did a remake? Mm, wow. Jr. becomes his dad's part. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the trainer, no, wait, the student becomes a teacher. You know, the great thing about that is that means he's super healthy now and he's able to work. So oh, yeah. that would be, be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like he has kids. I don't know for a fact, but that would be that kind of cool. Like if maybe he had a daughter and a son and they had it was two ah. instead of, I don't know, maybe – Maybe maybe a daughter and son instead of two boys. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. make a little bit of switch when they go and hoverboard to another planet called... Right. Uh, Patusan. <laughs> we can keep that. Patusan 2. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bring got... little comics in it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do Surf Ninjas in Space. I like it. It, <laughs> might, it might already be better. <laughs> I think it is better. And Ernie Reyes is healthy. Ernie Reyes Jr. is healthy enough to play... Um, Zatch, which we hate the name. Do we do we want to bring uh, Rob Schneider and have him play the adopted dad? You know, I don't at all. <laughs> um, maybe Rob Schneider comes in and they kill his character right away. He's the alien. <laughs> He's and the alien. alien. Or or he could be Colonel Chi, <laughs> Commander Chi. I guess he'd be like some kind of space. That's right. That's right. Oh gosh, do you want to give this movie a rating? I, I feel kind oh. of bad. What's your scale for ratings? Uh, we it's a scale of five, and okay. I, I always cheat. But, um, it ends up being like, like I, I break them. I break them down even into quarters. Uh, really, uh, I think Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix does that too. I think there was a time where he was just like doing halvesies and such. Yeah, yeah. And then he just started bringing them into halves because like, uh, I'll really like a movie. And he's like, well, I don't like it as much. And then he'll take it down yes. a quarter. Yeah, well, good. He's learning his math. That's important. Yeah, mm-hmm. very important at yes. 15. Yes, yep. yes. Fractions. Yes. Um, well, you're the guest. I'll okay. have you go first. Yeah. So uh, in 1993, I would have given this um, probably – I would have given it a two because if I could get through the cheese and watch the fight scenes, that would have been entertaining enough for me. Um, today – Watching it as someone who's going to deliver a podcast and talk about it with someone who I think is cool, uh, I give it a two and a half. So, oh. so I didn't like it. I don't recommend it unless you like cheesy 1990s comedies. And this is full of it, right? It's all about um, – there's nothing really serious in it. They they have a message or two, but it's completely overshadowed by the – the um, less than stellar script, as you had pointed out. Yeah. But if yeah. you want to just sit around and drink and have it on in the background and pay attention to the fight scenes, then maybe it's higher than a two and a half. But I didn't really like it. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, if I was back when I was ten and this movie came out, I 
probably would have given it like like a four or something because it's yeah, Kino from totally. Ninja Turtles two. <laughs> Yay! You know, uh, or Ty from um, The Last Dragon, or yes. Prince uh, Prince. I forgot his name from Red Sonia, but I I knew him from all those movies. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do remember liking it a lot back then. But yeah, re- reviewing it for this podcast, I. I, I agree with you two and a half. You know, a lot of people they, they, they tried their best, you know, it's just the writing wasn't so good and you know I, I, that's really it. You know, Leslie Nielsen, a big name who's barely in it, mm-hmm. uh a wrong uh, wrong, a Rob yeah, Rob Schneider is wrong uh, for this <laughs> a role. Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> and I just his his character really, really bothered me and um Ernie Reyes Senior said it said it best. Like you guys keep him around, right? Like like a boy has a pet from you know a monkey for a pet, That's right. so yeah, it's just his his. I don't know if he ad libbed a lot of his lines, but I just I really didn't like his uh, his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know maybe he was just up and coming, and uh, I I do like some of some of his older stuff. You know, like Hot Chick. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah, th- those were okay. Yeah, uh, I don't like any of it. A whole lot of others. <laughs> yeah. I don't like yeah. any of it. I just think he's one note actor and um, i don't claim that he's filipino even though he's supposedly half right. uh but it's if you like that stuff then you'll love this movie right if you like that cheesy yeah. entertainment then you'll really enjoy this because you just have to sit back i don't know whatever you do to relax and you know this is not a netflix and chill because i would be mad if someone asked me to right kick back and watch this one but it's it's entertaining enough um if you're gonna have it on in the background and just sort of you know kick it with your friends or whatever Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's a great background movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't recommend it for anybody to really sit down and watch the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I mean, I, I would throw it out to Phoenix. Hey, this movie is a thing. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> like say, hey, you know, I want you to watch it to see what you think, because I, 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 I'm sure he wouldn't like it. To, to be honest, like, um, been, I've been doing this show for like a, a year and a half, and of the other movies like this, I, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't care for this movie. At yeah. All. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, have you guys done Last Dragon yet? We have done Last Dragon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I uh, interviewed uh, Craig, who runs the site. The, uh, the I forget the exact site, so I apologize for that, but it's like the, the tribute for The Last Dragon, you know, the, the fan, the ultimate fan website. Nice, awesome. Because I was trying to get somebody from the movie to see if I can interview, but um, oh, so I reached. Yeah. Yeah, that's I saw the next. That yeah, that's the, that's the next uh, next best thing. You know, I, I got the guy who runs the ultimate fan site, and he's actually uh, moderated uh, some of the Q and A's for Ernie, the guy who played Johnny in the movie, and yep. also uh, Timok. Oh, uh, fantastic! You know, at, yeah, at some of the anniversary. Uh, you know, screenings and cons and things mm-hmm. like that. So, so he has met them and he's you know made friends with some of them. So, I got him on the on the second part of the of that episode. So, yeah, check that one out. I I include some of the the great music that was also featured in the movie. Yeah, that was a fun fun movie. Yeah, some uh, rhythm of the night was in there. <laughs> Debarge. So, yeah. So, so that's it, uh, Hilani. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I had uh, a great time, and hopefully, you can come back again. Yeah, and if I ever get my act together and launch my podcast, I'm going to invite you to come on and be a guest too. So that's oh, how we you. roll. That's how we do it. That's that's how that's how I, I wanted to say Asians do, but that's so racist. And, <laughs> you know, but I just feel that's uh, you know in in the community we we all do that. We help out one another, and uh, you know we're all friends and like like guessing on other people's shows. No, definitely. I mean, it takes a village, right? It takes a village to raise a family. And it takes a village to launch a podcast. So is, it, is that an Asian joke? Do we all come from villages <laughs> at one point or another. Come on, now you've never heard it takes a village. No, oh my no, God. I, I haven't. 
Oh my god. It's not an Asian thing, okay? No. okay. It's just a community thing. All right. I'll not everything I say is an Asian thing. No. <laughs> I think I podcast with Devin too much for, you know, for these. Is that a, is that a code? Or, yeah, yeah. Is that code? You know, is, is that, that race? Code? Yeah. Let's blame him. It's just yeah. easier to do that. Well, and, I could have sat and watched this movie and just been like, racist. Yes. Racist. That could have been a completely different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you welcome the interaction, how can the listeners, uh, you know, get a hold of you and potentially find your work when you get your podcast started. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. I forgot about that. I guess you could find me on Twitter because I will tweet about everything I do. There's a lot of um, Walking Dead-related stuff on there. And um, my I don't live tweet like some of our friends do, but I'm on there from time to time. And yeah. um, so uh, it's JP Recuro, R-E-Q-U-I-R-O, on Twitter. And I'm on the Core Temp Arts Facebook group. Yes. And yep. you'll see me there. I think my picture is currently me and the Hulk because I ran the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet Challenge last weekend. I did a 10K and a half marathon, and it was superhero-themed. Really fun race. So, yeah, you oh, can good. find me there. And I've got a blog called Diversity Nerd at WordPress.com, and you'll find that in my Twitter link. So, yeah, there's some of my podcasts um, guest appearances in my blog, as well as some of my experience at different Walking Dead conventions and and Comic Con and some of the other nerdy stuff that I do. Yeah, that's so, yeah. awesome. So yeah, we'll be looking forward to when you launch your podcast, and we'll definitely share that on all of our social media sites there. Um, so for all the shows that I do, uh, back to the feature of the animated series, you can go to barrenspace.com backslash bttf. Uh, Original Remake and Hydrate Level 4 are both on followingfilms.com. And also We Got 5 is part of the Core Temp Hearts family, so coretemparts.com. And again, that group page, uh, just look for access. You know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. We talk TV shows mainly, but um, but also the, the three shows that uh, we all do. We Got 5, Talking Shauna Land, and That Pop This Life. So they're all on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, I've mentioned it before. Regular listeners um, know where to find it. But... Yeah, uh, until the next episode, I'm Peter, and this is Hydrate Level 4. I bump the drums, the bass, the flute, the harmonica, all the way from Malibu to Santa Monica. Up to Long Beach, back to Huntington, take out my scope so I can see the honeys run. Cause when I see one, I gotta have one. I won't grab one, reach out and grab one. I get up close and then I scan it from the Pacific all the way to the Atlantic. Put my notes on top, back from Florida to Long Island And every place in between Cause I'm a chiller And like Michael Jackson More than a thriller I'm shining bright like the sun With the sleep blocks And running things Like a fresh pair of beat box When me and the homies Get together for a roast Yeah, we hit straight for the coast